playing with Play-Doh reminds me of how therapeutic it is to work with something like that. They have these stress balls that you've probably seen or you have one where you shape it and mold it, but really it's just a way to work out the tension through your hands into this piece of clay or squishy something or other. I think working with clay is so basic to who we are because clay is from the very ground that we walk on. Clay is what the book of Genesis proclaims we are created out of, that God takes the dust of the earth and breathes into it to bring life to our bodies. If you or I were to start working with a piece of clay or a lump of clay, the first thing we would notice is how hard it is. There's no way you can shape it or form it which is why potters begin by throwing the clay on the board, on the wheel, throwing it repeatedly, and the throwing and the hitting the solid surface eventually makes that lump of clay more pliable, more shapeable, and you can begin to press in with your thumbs and your fingers, and you, you get tired because the clay pushes back. It's resilient. But the potter works the clay over and over to work out the air bubbles, the tiniest of imperfections, bring them up to the surface. And once the clay is just right and all the imperfections are out, the potter begins to turn the wheel and shape the clay into whatever the potter holds in his or her mind. Clay is a way for us to create. That's what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah says, you, me, we are like clay in the potter's hand. God shapes us, forms us, when we are resilient and push back against God, God continues to hold us firmly in the divine hands, shaping us into the disciples God calls and desires us to be. The Psalm 139 doesn't talk about God as a potter, but God as a knitter that we are God's handiwork. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me, for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God takes the yarns and knits them together to create who we will become. God weaves together the fabrics, the threads of our lives to make us. Both Jeremiah and the psalm say the same thing. God knows each and every one of us intimately. Even before we were born, it was God who shaped us. And even after we have been born, God continues to work in our lives, shaping us, nurturing us. And when we put back, push back, when we become hard like new clay, God nudges us gently, encourages us forward to grow 
to continue to be molded into what God desires of us. We are clay. We are yarn, and God shapes us into what God would have us be. Our mission here at Mount Olivet is to be a part of that, and that is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, which is what God is doing when nudging and shaping and forming and knitting us together. And when things don't go right, maybe we take a step backward or we make a bad decision. God doesn't throw the clay away, but continues to be there working in our lives. If you were to consider your life as a journey, there would be different ways of understanding that. For example, where are you between birth and death? Maybe you're in your teens. Maybe you're in your 50s, or maybe you're at the very beginning of your career, or maybe at the end of a career. But let me ask you this. Where are you on the journey toward becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? Where are you on that journey? You probably might have an inkling of where you are, but it might be hard to put in words, well, how do you measure being a disciple? What words do I use? What kind of behaviors would a disciple of Jesus Christ demonstrate that I might recognize in myself or in other people? For about a year, year and a half now, a, a task force here at Mount Olivet has been working to create a systematic process of growing as disciples that is now available to you. A way to grow more mature as disciples of Jesus. And if you want to follow along in your Purex this morning are these brochures, Your Faith Journey. Let me uh, encourage you to open this up. And on the inside, there is a square with different shades of blue. The first thing this task force did was they did some research, talked with other churches, read books. We went to workshops and presentations, and we discovered that there are many characteristics of disciples. But if we want to help people like you understand where you are, we've got to make that list manageable. And so we chose four characteristics. And those are the four characteristics down that white column on the left. Worship, community of grace, spiritual Christ-like practices, service and generosity. These are the four things amongst the many, but the four that we chose that could measure the, how far you are toward maturity as a disciple. And then for each of those rows, it goes from left to right, increasing maturity. So worship, for example, if you're just starting out and you read in that block, I attend worship when I'm invited, it's convenient or I feel a need, then you're exploring worship. Or maybe you're farther to the right with one of those blocks. What we encourage you to do is for each of those characteristics, circle the block that describes you. 
So under worship, it might be that first one. Under community of grace, it might be the third one, under growing. I am beginning to look for ways to love, accept, and so on. You'll find that for every characteristic, you might be in a different column. It's because no, no single one of us is alike, and there is no common path we can all follow, or we should all follow. One of the things we learned as we were putting this together, we began by having questionnaires that a test group filled out and then they turned back in, and we found that people were not being very honest because they wanted to be perceived as a more mature disciple than they probably really were. And so, in the interest of honesty, we decided we're going to let you circle the block, and only you will know where you are on that scale. And then you can decide, based on what I've learned about myself, and hopefully you'll be honest, let's find ways to help you grow to the right to become more mature, to grow deeper in your faith, to begin to be shaped more and more by the hands of God, to be knit and woven together. If you then take this and circle those blocks and find where you are, there is also this new brochure, more of a booklet, and this is organized with those characteristics to help you choose things to do, to grow more mature. Also, our church website is being redone so that you can find ways to grow in each of those characteristics that you've discovered about yourself. Our hope and our prayer is that this will be a way for you not just to know I probably ought to be a better disciple or I ought to be growing as a disciple, but to give you tangible ways, to give you a a process forward that, that you can rely upon and that you can begin and, and, and proceed at your own pace. Our hope and prayer is that this will be something that will benefit all of you. Thanks be to God. Amen.